0: Hey friends, what's up Park Pals? called your friends and park pals at the same time wanted to take a quick moment and just remind you that we now have a patreon oh my god so if you are looking for ways to be more involved aka get exclusive access to new episodes videos uh, you can ask our questions or ask our guests questions um, that no one else is going to get to ask them maybe questions that I wouldn't even think to ask because you know you know everybody has different questions and so what you can do right the this second is go to patreon.com slash Podcast, aka the p, <laughs> and uh yeah you could sign up it's eight dollars a month that's it and there's a whole little community in there you can post things we can chat we can just stay connected and build this community much like Pawnee is a community you know what I'm saying bringing it all back uh so this week we have a re-release uh with Burley he's one of our most favoriteest people in the whole world um Every time we have a question he answers us And so I just need to re-release His episode for you guys because it's been A minute and some of you are new and Burley's The best Um, we have an Intro coming up after the theme song So you'll get to hear all that good stuff But in the meantime if you haven't Rated or reviewed please help us do that I'm not above uh, asking For help on that one so please uh, Go to the scroll Down to the bottom of your phone And click write a review Uh, Don't just do the five stars you better write a review too it can be literally one word I don't even care it can just be great exclamation point it really helps us get in the algorithm and help people uh, find us and that way we can build this amazing community and keep doing the podcast for you and then um, that's a free way to support the show and then share the show with a park pal you know what I mean um, it's still fun to listen to if people if People don't watch the show, but also I guess it would be weird to listen to that if you don't listen to the show. But either way, you know. All right. Well, I will uh, turn you over to our episode with Burley. Thank you so much for listening. Um, And yeah, let us know if you have any questions. Follow us on Instagram. Follow slash donate slash uh, join our Patreon. It's all linked in our bio. It's all linked in the show notes. It's all linked on our Instagram. I mean, goodness, there's everywhere you can find it. Uh, Okay, I'll talk to you guys soon. And you guys have an awesome week, weekend, all the things. We're rooting for you. I'm Holly
1: Constant. And I'm Maddie Hockaday. We really love Parks and Rec. And we really love behind-the-scenes
0: details. So we're researching everything from DVD extras like deleted scenes and commentaries. Plus, interviewing cast and crew who actually worked on the show. We also bring on guests and friends to geek out about everything parks. So join us, you tropical fish. This is literally the Best Parks and Rec Rewatch Podcast. We're your park pals. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Awesome! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Park Pals.
1: Welcome. We have another special guest for you guys today. We're just sprinkling all the guests in the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. so it's a nice little present.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I think that was like a a December thing, actually. Like, I was just messaging a bunch of people, and lo and behold, they all messaged back So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> In a great way. Um, but like a yeah. Christmas present that's lasted for months. Literally! <laughs> great way
0: to put it. Great way to put it. Um, but yeah, today we have the amazing Andrew Burlinson, a.k.a. Burley. Um, and now I feel like we've talked to him. I can definitely call him Burley because we're friends, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, I feel like that's partially like a Leslie friend almost where she just thinks everyone's her friend. But I think that we're friendly now. You are Leslie. Embrace it. That is true. So, um, but yeah, we, oh my gosh, we had a really lovely time talking to him. He was super chill. I felt like we could have talked to him. And I say this for a couple of people, but especially him and Mel, I really feel like I could have talked to them for like 1,000 hours and we could just go grab a beer together. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to hear from him and his experience and hearing from a band member of Mouse Rat Slash Rat Mouse Slash all the other names. Air Pro (laughs) I have a T-shirt with all of them on it. I know. I love that. T-shirt. It's great. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, we really get into it. I feel in a short amount of time, I felt like we got a lot of things covered. In well, and by short, I just mean like it wasn't two hours. Um, right. But yeah. So before, I just won't. I'll just let you guys listen to it. I won't tell you everything. Um, but if you have questions, let us know. But we hope you enjoy it. Thank you, Burley, so much, and everyone. Be, please be sure to follow him and all of the things that I uh, will post in the show notes. And um, yeah, enjoy this is Burley.
2: there's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too hi how's it going good how are you oh my
0: gosh thank you so much for being here we appreciate it so much uh, my
3: pleasure absolutely thanks for reaching out
0: Oh my god. That's so exciting. Okay, wait. Also do you go by Burley or Andrew or what should we call you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're going deep with the very, very pointed questions right off the bat. <laughs>
0: we like to get the therapy here.
3: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, we uh, my nickname is, is Burley and that was from college, but you can call me Andrew that, or you call me Burley, whatever you want.
0: Okay. Do your friends, like, <laughs> everybody that knows you call you Andrew or Burley or both?
3: They do. They do. They do. Um, my friends from college call me Burley. And so you can tell who uh, you can tell how I know someone by what they call me. Oh,
0: that, interesting. That, that person knew me in
3: college. And so I'm Burley. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Very specific group of people. Yeah.
0: Totally. Well, I'm Holly, by the way, and this is my co-host, Maddie.
3: Nice to meet Hi. you. So Hi. good to
0: meet you again. And speaking of college, which this might lead into my next question, because I was just watching uh-huh. commentary for um, Woman of the Year episode in season two, and yep. my chair was on it, and he was <laughs> saying that uh, when you had your scene with Andy, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, uh-huh. we he was telling me, uh, again, I am thinking that he's talking to me personally when i listen to things but he's not. right he was telling uh the audience that you guys went to college together
3: we did that's yeah, so did. crazy
0: we... which college was it and explain <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> mike and i went to this little place called harvard university oh my god in Boston. i didn't
0: know that well, wow i should yeah. have known that i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's such a strange question i mean you know people ask you where you went to school and you're like, well, I went to school in Boston and you try to be humble anyway. So we went to Harvard, we met our freshman year doing theater together. So we've known each other forever okay. and actually um, Rashida was also a good buddy of ours. And uh, so was Dan Gore, who was one of the key writers on Parks and Rec who went on to co-create uh, Brooklyn 99.
2: Totally. Um,
3: so we were all in the theater scene together at Harvard and then mike and i were actually roommates in new york after college oh. for a few years too which was super fun so yeah. we were we've been we we were good buddies we go way back
0: That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So then what we always ask our uh, guests, like one of our first questions is how you got to be with Parks and Rec and like if you auditioned and all that good stuff. And I know some people knew like some improv uh, people from like their auditioning before or before they auditioned. But like, how was your audition experience or how did you get to be on the show?
3: Well, half the story is sort of what we just talked about. Mike and I went way back. And so I knew, you know we were always aware of what you're doing with your career. How's it going? I had just moved to LA. Uh, I'd been in LA a few years. Um, uh, and I, I'd, I'd been, uh, doing blue man group in Chicago. No way! For like, yeah. Awesome. I, I did that show for about six years. And so, uh, I finally moved on from that and I decided to head out West. All my friends had moved from New York to LA. Mm-hmm. So I, I was in LA, um, doing acting and I was, uh, booking a lot of commercials and, also, for a while, I was a singer-songwriter, so I was pursuing music as well. Nice. And we're coming up on, Mike was coming up on shooting episode six of season one, and it was his first time directing. Rock and show. And so, yeah, rock show, exactly. <laughs> so they were introducing Scarecrow Boat, uh, soon, to be known as, <laughs> soon to be known as Mouse Rat. So um, Mike basically called me up and said, uh, hey, I'm directing my first episode would you like to come hang out with me on the set? Um, there's this band. If you'd like, you can be the drummer in the band. We'll just stick you in the background of a couple of scenes. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I thought I was going to be basically an extra, but Mike knows I'm a serious actor and a musician. So he's like, great, you can come hang out. And, you know, mm-hmm. he also knows I'm not weird around famous people. So, you know, I've known, I met Amy way back in New York for a second and, you know, I actually met Nick Offerman at a wedding oh, wow. before parks and rec. So it's kind of a small town. So, yeah. um, But anyway, so I was on, uh, we had to rehearse before uh, going to shoot. We actually had to get together as a band and learn, I think, a couple of songs. I don't remember which song we played. You probably know. I know. I was trying to think off the top of
0: my head. I think there was a Dave Matthews band song, I feel. Um, We played
3: the, you know what it is? We played the pit.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we had um, to learn. And Chris Pratt played um, his song, Anne, which I don't think anyone was in
3: yeah so we had to yeah so we had to rehearse together and at the rehearsal um uh oh to backtrack, i didn't have so i didn't have to audition that okay. it wasn't really it wasn't really a character that was going to carry on i thought it was just gonna be like a one-off thing yeah uh so uh we get to rehearsal for scarecrow boat and uh mark rivers who wrote the songs uh he's uh he plays guitar and and drums i also played drums guitar and bass mm. and so i was gonna be the drummer and he said you know i'm not i'm not really that excited to be playing guitar in front of a camera do you mind if we swap mm. so we swapped instruments so i went from being the drummer to being the guitarist at the first rehearsal so i became and the then to be
0: co-lead Zingara. Uh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah event- eventually little did i know but yeah so, so uh So that was that. And we, you know, we, we went and shot this thing and it it was really, it was a really fun day on the set. It was very much like, like gig. You actually, we played live and Mike wanted to shoot it like a music video and we were just having fun. And I think, you know, I didn't know, they never knew if they were getting picked up or not for another season. And Mm -hmm. so they had that sense of like, like, you know, let's just leave it all on the, on the, on the, on the field, so to speak, like just, just have fun and see what happens. And, uh, and then they just kept bringing me back which was super funny and then they, they called me burly which was also very funny totally. <laughs> my character uh and so yeah it was it was like um a who you who do you know kind of situation but but uh like i said it's kind of a small town and so everybody was in that scene of um like you said improv but also just sort of comedy mm-hmm. and then for me it was also music and so uh so they kept we kept coming back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How did you find out that you were going to be coming back? Because I think um, not Woman of the Year, but um, there's another one, a uh, Valentine's Day when you come back and yeah. you guys are playing All at the right. senior center. Did you um, kind of know that you were going to have some lines slash be doing more stuff there?
3: No, I had no <laughs> idea. Whenever they, I mean, it's such an interesting gig for me because it didn't go through my agent, and so the casting mm-hmm. people would actually call me directly which is wow. very weird for an actor. You never have that. So yeah. they would call me and tell me, and here, here's what's going on and you're coming back and I don't know what they're doing. And then they'd send me the scenes or whatever. And then there'd always be a new song too, which was so fun. So every yeah. time we went back, every time I went back, we had to go to rehearsal first at this music studio in the Valley and, uh, and rehearse the songs, actually learn the songs to play live. And so yeah, I had no idea that they were going to add me to to the story and it was so much fun because i'd get to show up you know once or twice a season for every really fun event
0: totally you know yeah that's so refreshing to hear because that was going to be one of my questions like if you guys learned the actual songs were you actually playing because i knew that you were a musician kind of before but i didn't know if you were actually playing on camera so that's so cool that you guys got to actually be a real band <laughs>
3: Yeah. We, we did and actually we got to uh, play at the first few rap parties at the end mm-hmm. of the season for I think the first three seasons at least we played live at the rap party which was super fun. I think yeah. there's one of them is on a um, it's one of the bonus features on one of the DVDs way back in the day is us playing live.
0: Oh my gosh, okay, I'll have to watch that. Because I have, um, I've been ordering the DVDs because of the commentary and deleted scenes and stuff, and one of the bonus yeah. features of season one was that music video shot, um, or music video, like, shooting, because they didn't really air the music video type of angles and stuff and like fade outs and transitions and all that stuff um but they put it in the bonus features and i think you could find it on youtube so if anyone is interested in looking at that or if you yourself want to go take a trip down memory lane (laughs) it's definitely online somewhere
3: (laughs) it's a deep dive it's a good little archive thing to find archival bit of mouse rat history
0: yeah absolutely that's what we do here <laughs> mm-hmm. and then when did you find out that you were called Burley, or like was that just kind of a given or did so was there anything official that was like okay you're gonna be burly now you know
3: no it was really fun i mean it, it was so fun mike mike has a great obviously he's he's got such an awesome um sense of humor obviously but he also has such a great sense of friendship and community and he was just sort of mm-hmm. giggling one day and he's like, I think we're going to call your character Burley if that's cool with you. So <laughs> Yeah, sure. I think he just decided to do it on set. It, it was very sweet. Actually, the first time that I ever visited the set and saw Pawnee and saw the Parks Department, mm-hmm. um, he's like, come here, I want to show you something. And we went into the hallway and they have these big murals that are the history of Pawnee. Yeah. And a couple of them, it said painted by Andrew Burlinson, <gasps> which was very, very sweet. And very, and I was like, oh, my God, it's such oh, a that's nice, so cool. a nice little thing. And he named a couple after friends, kids, and stuff like that. I thought that was very, very sweet. So
2: yeah, that's the reality
3: of making. Yeah, that's that's the reality of making a show is that it becomes. It's just a. It's a family, Mm -hmm. and it becomes especially that show a group of people that loved each other, and uh, and so that's these little touches that made people feel very, very loved and very part of the the whole, the whole bigger, the bigger story.
0: That's what they're finding in um, Office Ladies as well. Like when they're uh, talking about The Office, like they have so many different awards and stuff around The Office and like crew members and family members' names are in there. And I know like JJ yeah. Diner is because of Mike's wife, JJ. Yeah. And so yeah. I, that is like so cool to me to just like live on in that show, especially that show of all of all shows, of course. I should
3: actually try. I should. I haven't listened to Office Ladies yet, but uh, I oh, before I moved to L.A., I... Mike was writing on the office Yeah, and I visited the set and got to see them working and check out what he was up to. And, uh, it was the day after Steve Carell had won a golden globe. Mm, And so they were all so excited about his win and it sort of helped them know that they were going to be coming back. I mean, he basically that, that sort of solidified the future of the show and everyone was so thankful. They had a big banner up. Thank you, Steve. Oh, Yeah. It was a very similar vibe from what I understand. Like the person who's number one on the call sheet is such a great person. And for them it was mm-hmm. Stephen. and for us it was it was Amy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And they set that they set that tone on the set. Yeah. Someone is super, super hardworking, but also like very, very generous and loving with the crew. And this, you know, no one else has an excuse to be a jerk if number one on the call sheet is like the best person.
0: Yeah, we've heard that from so many people from both crew and cast, like the number one person on the call sheet is was such a leader and such a, you know, binder of people. Um, Mm -hmm. So so that's awesome. Um, And then so speaking of uh, uh, not Valentine's Day, um, Woman of the Year, is which will be our next kind of um, a review show, um, that Uh was the first time that you had like a straight up interaction with chris pratt like not singing um (laughs) this is when you're like bro you gotta like be a good roommate and clean up after yourself and all these things (laughs) you're right um, the bag of
3: smells yeah yeah,
0: it was Uh, fun experiment but it's not great anymore (laughs) and so i was wondering if you could talk a little bit about your interaction slash um you know memory of working with chris pratt and how that kind of all gelled together for you
3: Chris has such a great energy you talk about somebody that everybody on set loves being around. He's not the kind of guy that has a bad day on yeah. set or is any kind of diva whatsoever. He, he's very grateful and so playful. Um, and he goes into it with a sense of, uh, of like childlike play. I mean, let's just mm-hmm. go in and have fun with the scene. And so I believe that day we were, I think we were kind of first up. So it was early in the morning. Um, chris had the vibe that he'd kind of just rolled out of bed which yeah. may have been the truth i don't know if he did or not <laughs> um but that kind of for me established this interaction where i think Burley became it's weird to talk about myself in the third person but yeah i know. <laughs> you, you, you be, yeah, I, I became this spoil for him in terms of just having to be the straight man while yeah. chris pratt was, was playing around and so, Bur- you know, it gives me a sense of like, just don't laugh, don't laugh. And it, it makes Burley seem a little bit kind of stern, mm-hmm. but he was just so naturally funny. And and I had a really hard time not breaking up while we were doing <laughs> the scenes because he really commits to it. So that kind of kept going, kept going. And then they, I think from that kernel of that scene, they kind of developed the thing that, uh, that uh, Andy's always asking Burley to tune his guitar. Andy's oh, okay. always yelling at Burley. Andy's always yelling at Burley to get things right, even though Burley has it right and Andy doesn't have it right. But, but Mike gave me a note early on, like, make sure that you always love Andy, that Burley always loves Andy, no matter what ludicrous thing Andy is doing. He's, he's still my buddy and my roommate and, you know, and it's not hard to play that at all with Chris Pratt. You love Chris Pratt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and you can totally see that in that first scene when um, you say, uh, well, it's like he makes fun of it in the end, but you're being serious when you're like, I love you, man, but shape up or move out, you know?
3: Yeah. It's a very, it's a very real thing.
2: thing. Mm-hmm, I think yeah.
3: anyone, anyone that's been in a band kind of actually has that moment at some point where it's like, yeah. you know each other so well, you you become almost like family and you love each other but you do things that really get under each other's skin it's it's actually a really true dynamic
0: absolutely well and when you're spending so much time together like playing shows and you're living together i mean that's a lot i feel and it is very yeah. real
3: we're just like the Beatles and get
2: that. We're just like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. Awesome. That, I love that line. When you become the co-leader or co-lead singer or whatever the hell. And yeah. He's like, name one other band that's had two lead singers. And Adam Scott's like, the Beatles.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and Mike, uh, Mike, sure. And I are both gigantic Beatles fans. And so that oh, was yeah. a pretty fun. Yeah, uh, That's like a funny little Easter egg for Mike, I think.
0: Totally. Have you watched that uh, new documentary that just came out? I haven't watched it yet.
3: I watched every single second of it. Okay. I loved it. My wife fell asleep every 30 minutes. But, uh, <laughs> she claims to have loved it too. I uh, I thought it was astonishing. I was here for all of it. I, It, it was like digging up uh, like an archeological dig, yeah. but I, oh my God, I, it, it is sort of for fans, but it does give you that sense of like, it's a lot more nuanced than somebody just, you know, someone's, girlfriend is sitting on the amp and so there therefore we're gonna break up.
0: Right, you know, it, right, right, it, right. It, yeah. Who was the one that lot, directed that? Slash like was it the helm? Do you remember? Um
3: well the new one is Peter Jackson. He he uh took That's all right. the old footage. Yeah. He took all That's the right. footage and cleaned it up.
0: Yeah, Mark Marin interviewed him um, when it came out, right. and that's, like, how I kind of found out about the whole thing. And one of the things that Mark said and that Peter Jackson was talking about was um, that he really wanted to make it seem like you were kind of, like, in the back of the room hanging out with them kind of thing. You know what I For mean? Sure. And, like, you're just you're not more, like... Um, above us only sky that other the that one is like i think that one's a little bit more like i'm the audience you're the beatles <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah but they it, peter jackson wanted this one to be like i'm just hanging out with the beatles kind of
3: i feel like someday for sure they're gonna have a virtual reality version of it where we're oh just like God. sitting with sitting with the beatles i'm sure that'll happen
0: oh i'm surprised there's not like a theme park or something <laughs> yeah get on it let's make it happen okay I'll do it I'll do it okay that'd be awesome like a ride for every song or something oh totally okay well speaking of that I guess I was my other question (laughs) was going to be um about the unity concert which was like your literal um mouse rat being the beatles moment um and how that was being in front of such a huge crowd like what an amazing time for you guys
3: oh my god that was absolutely incredible I mean I've been acting now for uh, how many years over over 20 years and and you you step onto a set and you have all different kinds of experiences and that was definitely in my top five experiences as an actor that I'll ever have Insane. Uh, it was absolutely incredible and we all had such a blast and there was a you know 300 extras or something like that that were yeah. you know really there I know they were paid to be there but they seemed to like it a lot of but course. we actually we uh <laughs> We played this. We played for real. I mean, we actually played with mm-hmm. all those people. I think that's what added a level of, um, of surreality to it, which is like, I'm, I shared a microphone with Jeff Tweedy, oh my which God. was one of the craziest things. I mean, I, I never expected to do that. And at that point in my life, I had actually kind of stepped away from, from music, thinking mm-hmm. that my time as a singer-songwriter uh, was pretty much not gonna happen. Or I was just sort of, you know, I was making a career happen as an actor. So I just don't, you know, my energy's going that way instead. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the moment where I share a microphone with Jeff Tweedy. <laughs> You're like, wow, you know, uh, you never know what's gonna happen, you know. So we had such a good time. It was so much fun. And it and it was such a, it was a huge undertaking. They had a drone shot, which at the time was pretty uh I think that was, I think that was that episode but that was a that was a novelty at the time and now it's everywhere but yeah um I mean, and it we was knew huge. there was going to be it was huge and and having all these people on stage at the same time actually playing the song was like just such a dream come true I feel like every actor always dreams about being a rock star and every rock star kind of
2: mm-hmm. dreams
3: about being an actor the funny thing about um, Jeff Tweedy's a lovely guy and uh we were on stage and I was sort of sort of showing him about marks when they, as an actor they put down pieces mm-hmm. of tape for you you know and he was sort of helping me out with the, the knobs on my guitar so we were like you know trading crafts a little bit it was pretty fun so
0: exciting oh yeah yeah that is insane well and so like i mean did you know slash uh were a fan of um the other people at all um like letters oh yeah or
3: (laughs) i mean a genuine i mean that was incredible genuine was up there i was like oh my god are you kidding me holy shit like that this is big time And, and i just thought yeah absolutely was in awe of the fact that we were up there
2: I love and, that they gave
0: everybody lines too. Like they all had their yeah. own little story, not in not just in unity concert, but just like within the show. As far as yeah. like being Donna's cousin, and yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. I
3: feel like is that, that could have had a whole that could have had a whole spinoff show. I mean, that, oh my god! That, but that's the genius of of the show and the genius of Mike is that the details of world building are important, and if you're going to have people there, they should have some kind of backstory, and you should try to weave them in as much as possible to the story that we already know and love just yeah. to make it all part of this, this fabric that, that brings out more of the, the weirdness. I mean, all the details are what makes things important or makes things interesting. Mm-hmm. And so the more weird little details, the more people, I think it also lends itself to a great, like you're doing right now, like the rewatching factors, you rewatch and you find more details and more things that sort of tie weird stories together over time or motifs that keep carrying through
0: mm-hmm. it's so much fun. Yeah. Sometimes I, when I'm watching parks at like for our podcast but also when I'm watching the office and listening to office ladies and stuff I'm like did they know that we were going to somehow go back and rewatch all of these and like triple check them because there's not many mistakes or not many like uh, sends, yeah. I feel especially with parks it's like I don't know like there's a couple of things where they'll mention things like offhandedly and then it'll come back in like season nine and maybe that's a writer's trick of like what have we not pulled out yet you know what I mean yeah. fleshed out yet mm-hmm. um, but it's just it's it's really brilliant. And especially with Peacock well, being like cheap and uh, like affordable for everyone to watch. It's, um, it's amazing.
3: Mm-hmm. It's, it was, it was wild because when parks left Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, it was like, Oh, you know, but then you realize that it was part of the backbone of the new Peacock platform. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's growing again in, in terms of people getting back to the show, but to, to, to get back to your point about all the details and loose ends that they don't let drop is that, you know, there were a a number of incredibly talented writers in that room that have since gone on to do unbelievable things. It was like, a, it was like an incubator of, of, of Hollywood comedy. Insane. And so you have a lot of people there that are, that are really firing on all of their, like all their thrusters are firing and they're just like doing their best stuff. I mean, clearly having a really good time with each other. And I went into the writer's room a couple of times just to say hello. And you see like this wall full of post-it notes of, you know of story ideas that may or may not happen yeah and and i mean that show i feel like it could have gone on forever i mean you could live a million hours in that world but obviously you know it it would lose it would be it would get diluted but Mm -hmm. yeah those people were always just like never at a loss for 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 brilliant ideas
0: that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad that they brought you back as well and that Mike was a part of that too, because that's something that we talk about very frequently. That we That's one of the things that I think Parks does a little bit more because it is so centered around the town that so many people come back that we've seen before, like townspeople and you yeah. know, counselors and band members and all that stuff. Um, but for band, like as far as the band goes, do you feel like you and the uh, other band members were kind of like, building that camaraderie that you would in a band like normally since you had to practice together and be there when no one else was there and stuff like do you feel like that was kind of a bond that can't be broken now <laughs> uh,
3: yeah i mean i think to some degree yes I, I wish that we had actually gotten to play out in the real world at some point there were i think some offers on the table for us to play on a couple of late night shows that never happened oh, uh, would i know been, been no, that would have been so much fun um, I'm pretty sure that was on the table, and I think there was also an idea at one point to do like a, a web series with Mouse Rat or something like that. Um, but we did. I mean, those little those little um, rehearsals were unique. You don't usually have to do that as an actor go in, right. uh, uh, you know, off off the clock or whatever, and go do your own separate thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but it's and also you know they re, they reissued or they issued for the first time. The album of Mouse Rap Music this year. So that kind of got us all back in contact with each other, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of us knew about it which was
0: really
3: uh, it's like what is this guy it's like NBC's people,
0: little thing now
3: uh, yeah I had people texting like congratulations I'm like I don't make a dime off of this but thank you very much thanks
0: but no thanks uh, and,
3: uh, I actually signed I mean I signed a couple of them for like friends kids or whatever but um, but it was, it was a, again like you said it, it's a fun revisiting of memory lane going back and remembering learning all those songs and And they're all like sort of in the key of G. So you forget which one you're playing and (laughs) you don't know what exactly we're doing. Uh, Do you have a favorite song
0: or a top three?
3: (laughs) My favorite tune uh, was sex hair. I thought that was, that always gets caught in my head. I love that song. It's, it's
0: a catchy mf
3: It's so good. <laughs> It is. It, it's just so It's funny. not a good
1: one to sing in public. Though.
3: I know. It gets stuck in your head. You can't sing it to your kids. Um, sex and Bears one, and,
0: is what you can sing. Yeah, sex <laughs> Bears.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sex Bears. Or Hex heck, heck Squares. Um, the the one I was your catch. Or is it Catch Your Dream or mm-hmm. Catch Your Dream? Oh, yeah. Catch that ep-
0: your dream. Because
3: your that episode was so fun. That was also, so that's good. a close second in terms of, that's a close runner up to my most favorite episode to to shoot because everybody was in the studio together.
2: Yeah. Ca- it
3: was so much fun actually singing. It was hilarious. It was a really, go really, really funny Don't play it
0: perfect every time. I mean, play it perfectly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that episode I, I actually. I have to say that. Go ahead.
1: Sorry, I was just gonna say that had to be so great. Trying to listen to Rob Lowe <laughs> sing so out of key to take me out to the ball game and also mess up all the words like that's a part I can never get through without cracking
3: up. <laughs> I think that I mean the number of sheer I think the sheer number of bloopers was pretty epic in those two days is pretty great.
0: Oh my god! And I really
3: I think I and Chris asked me for like what's the best worst karaoke song that you could sing. There were, there, were, there was a lot of like idle chat about like Music and things like this and I came up with Highway to the Danger Zone I think that would be the worst <laughs> Like just really aggressively Sing it with like a big Empty beer in your hand Right so, Yeah
0: <laughs> Oh my god uh, I can't even really imagine Really good time Where was that studio? Do you remember? Or was that a set?
3: I don't It was a studio It was a real recording okay. studio Which also was really fun Exactly like the Beatles In a real recording studio <laughs> And we were and we were there for a couple of days and it had that vibe of like just people hanging out and making music and been laughing a lot. And it yeah. felt very much like I know you had had Ted uh, Shauna on and it felt very much like um, a documentary film crew was there.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: mm-hmm. that, that was very fun.
0: So you basically already had your Beatles documentary It's not even a big deal Yeah,
3: for sure <laughs> yeah. We, we fought, we broke up, we sued each other
0: Yes
2: And we got back together Rivers went
0: back to rabbinical school Yeah <laughs> <laughs> which by the way Mark Rivers is like I am so obsessed with him just because of I, I well maybe obsessed is the wrong word I'm just so like um, inspired by him because it's so I love comedy songs and I'm sure oh. that I don't know if that was like his goal for life or whatever but like <laughs> I mean Mouse Rat just would not be the same without him
3: not at all He he's super super talented he has a mastery of 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 music and so pop music catalog he's like oh you want it to sound like this okay let's do that let's go with the dave matthews thing the hootie and the blowfish mixed with dave matthews sound yeah
2: so it's like oh i know
3: before (laughs) kind of i had a i had a a girlfriend whose favorite guy was dave matthews and he wasn't my favorite but i i grew Mm -hmm. to understand that he's like a super super talented musician and so That's a huge moment in life when you grow up and, and instead of saying that band sucks, instead you say, well, I don't prefer that band, even though they're great. And they're very, they're clearly very talented. They're very yes. talented musicians, but it's not my cup of tea. No, I actually have a real respect for Dave Matthews. He's an incredible musician and everyone who plays with them is amazing. Yeah. And he seems like a nice guy.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah. Andy's like impersonation of him is always entertaining, I feel. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's so funny (laughs) but so have you um are you still doing like songwriting i know that you said that during the filming and everything it wasn't really a thing but i mean are you no yeah i took a huge
3: break i took a huge break i'm kind of um noodling it with i'm noodling with it again lately um weirdly i have a i have a a daughter a six-year-old daughter who's super in love with. taylor swift and and she's really into music and she thinks she fancies herself a songwriter because she's seen some of daddy's old things and sure. um so she writes her own songs and i was kind of in, really impressed with the way that taylor swift re-recorded her old material yes uh, i think she's a genius personally Such a and, Ugh, me too yeah she's she's fantastic i mean it, i i appreciate a perfect pop song i think that's an incredibly difficult thing to do and talk i mean talk about mark rivers his talent for making a melody that that stays in your head for years that is not easy to do people think no. it, it, they make it look easy um but again mike sure has a, a real love for perfect pop music so do I. so yeah i i i think that's a an art form that is so underappreciated in terms of it looks super easy but it's actually incredibly hard mm-hmm. for for people who don't do it it's like magic
0: yeah does she and play so, stuff your daughter or like play like the guitar she, or something
3: not yet she's a singer she had her first recital last year but she oh. she was really really into it and um and i'm actually i'm writing as well now writing um screenplays and other things oh. so i'm keeping my hands full but um i'm working on this thing right now that i have an idea for a feature film that would be a musical and involves a songwriter and my daughter's like you're gonna put me in it i'm in it now I'm like, okay, yeah, you can be Okay, here. great. Well, for if sure. you need
0: background, me and Maddie are here for yeah. you. We are also musicians. Cool. I don't think I said I that. I saw that. So, yeah, so we're like, we're here, homie.
3: <laughs> you have like the whole. And we
1: went to college in Boston yeah, too. Yeah, you too. Where'd
3: you so, go?
0: Berkeley. We
3: went to Berkeley. I went to Berkeley School of Music. You guys are musical geniuses. I'm talking like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: that was That's how I feel How you described Harvard Is how I feel about Like saying Berkeley I'm always like I went to school in Boston Like I did go for music But it's not even A big deal
3: (laughs) Berkeley's like a mind Anyone who knows that Is like Oh then You're good to go Let's come Come and play in my orchestra Or do whatever Like people are like You're fine You're hired Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah Yeah. It was (laughs) Yeah
3: where are you what's your you're a vocalist right holly
0: yeah i do vocals and and i do songwriting as well um and i'm in nashville right now and that's the primary reason why i moved from la to here um to do music but also to you know um i can't afford la at this point in time (laughs) but but yeah i also there's a there's plenty of acting and stuff here as well as atlanta so i still have a southeast agent that is you know booking me for things which is really nice but that's great yeah and then maddie's in um press Basket, which is like you know north of phoenix arizona Oh, okay great
3: i see that what's the poster in the back i'm on my phone here so i can't see the poster in the background
1: oh yeah it's a it's a guitar poster my brother got it for me when i moved to boston awesome so i still have it but it's a, it's a guitar with many musical things written <laughs> on
3: it wonderful i'm glad yeah. by the way that i'm not i'm not in boston right now looking at their weather oh my god Sorry. i saw that yeah.
1: the snowstorm Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the truth. We went to a Bruins game on Friday night. The The Boston Bruins came here to play the Coyotes. And they were like, "Does anybody want to guess how cold it is in Boston <laughs> tonight?" And they were like, "It's ten degrees. It's supposed to be ten degrees tomorrow. So you Ooh. better be lucky you're here and not
3: there." <laughs> so. God, in LA it's like fifty degrees. I'm freezing. Are you kidding?
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, really, I don't like, miss that. up in sweaters.
3: <laughs> I actually did. I did Blue Man in Boston for a few months when I first got hired, oh, which what was did really you fun. To I, Blue
0: Man Group. Were you a Blue Man?
3: I was a Blue Man. Yeah, what? I was hired as a Blue Man. Yeah.
0: Oh, I God, was, that is so cool to me.
3: I would thank you. I was, um, it was cool to me too. I thought it was really fun. I, it was my first professional acting gig. I, I was, uh, a drummer primarily, but I also, like I said, I played guitar and bass, but drumming was my first instrument and mm-hmm. I'm, a, I, I'm an actor I was a trained actor, especially in, uh, improv and clown and commedia dell'arte. So Ooh. I got, I, I did like, um, an open call. I mean, I went through backstage magazine. I got cast oh, casted. Nice. I, I mean, I sat in my apartment. My, the one that I share with Mike and some other roommates, and I, I would send out ten to fifteen headshots every week through Backstage Magazine, through the actual newspaper version of Backstage Magazine in nineteen ninety nine. And in two thousand, I got hired. I got a, I auditioned and got hired.
0: What is the audition and like so- for that?
3: It's pretty great. I actually helped to run auditions once I, once I sort of retired from blue man, I moved to LA and they had me doing some gigs and some auditions and it's really fun. You start off, first of all, you have, they have to see your drumming chops to see sure. if you're, and honestly, I think the drumming kept getting more and more phenomenal as I, as we watched the company grow. Um, and so once they, once you get past the drumming audition, they have you come in and tell and that you do this exercise that is, um, you have to tell a story just with your eyes. You can't move your body. You can't move your head. You can't talk at all. You just have to express it with your eyes. And so they, they're looking for that kind of that little umami. Yes. In, that makes so much you. sense when you
0: see the blue man group.
3: Yeah. yeah. We've all got big sparkly eyes, you know, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they really but are they, telling uh, the story
3: yeah yeah (laughs) and then after that they the process goes on and they put you in a bald cap to see if you look physically like someone who could fit the role and not look too different that was a question of mine yeah they they, if you were
1: actually bald or if you guys just wear caps or
3: whatever you wear a cap that you uh you you uh glue down with this just industrial strength glue and then you just slather yourself with blue grease paint that gets everywhere if you ever saw arrested development yes i was just gonna say that yeah
0: (laughs) You blew yeah. yourself.
3: It, it, yeah, it gets all over. There's like fingerprints on the wall. I used to find things on my clothes for years. Oh like my my God. How did you
0: take it off? Was it or like, was it just a makeup remover wipe thing?
3: Yeah. Well, it's just like the stuff, the solution. that Yeah. It, oh ironically, God. my skin was the cleanest I think it had ever been because you're getting you're getting like a professional facial every day. Oh You're like my you know cleaning God. yourself out. But it was a great gig. I mean, like I said, it was my first my first gig as an actor that you know I got paid I had a 401k plan and health insurance and it was pretty mind boggling and I did this show and you train in New York and you do a few weeks or a few months of shows there. And then they put you wherever they need you. Mm. And they put me in Boston for a few months. And then I went to Chicago for six years. Wow. And uh, you do really, you know, if you're lucky, you get to do some really random gigs. Like I did a couple of halftime shows. Oh, cool. At, uh, for arenas, which kind of warmed me up for the Unity concert. You know, so I, I played at um, a Detroit Pistons halftime show and i think i played at some other i think i played for a bulls halftime show not really sure and That's then i so went cool. um just randomly other places like uh i performed a couple of weeks in brazil to do some press for them which is really incredibly cool and that was actually after i had already left they called to see if i was available to go down um and it was cool i appeared on late night shows and, and you're in this other country that I, I played this Blue Man gig on sh- on a show. And afterwards, someone said, like, congratulations, 80 million people just watched that. And you're like, oh, that's that's cool. Great. That's <laughs> wild. And,
1: Not nerve wracking at all. And
3: at the time, I had a commercial here running in the States that was running during the World Series. And so it was like, I think maybe 150 million people saw me this week on television.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> In insane. one form or another. Yeah, yeah. Well, and with Blue Man, you like you would never get recognized. I feel so. That's like no, a whole but other game.
3: It's true. There's mm-hmm. a there's a group of really hardcore fans that are uh, that have this beautiful community. They keep up with each other, and they're very active on Facebook. And they've been going for like 20 years now.
2: Wow!
0: And
3: they actually do come to so many shows that they start to recognize you out of the makeup, and they know your name. And
2: that's crazy. It's very, it, it's very
3: weird. Yeah, it's it, it's very flattering, and it's lovely and but that was my first experience of understanding that you know when you're a professional actor uh you're performing a service for people they paid Mm -hmm. good money to come and check you out and and they sacrificed a lot potentially to get there and we would meet and greet the audience after every show and you You understand that exchange and that responsibility you know so Mm -hmm. when you do a lot of tv or film you can you can lose touch with that aspect of it you can become like oh yeah we're doing this for for fans you you have to remember that and that actually to me is the most important thing yeah um the fans always come first i mean that's you're an entertainer first we're not you know performance artists (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not doing this there is um, obviously a huge amount of expression and self-expression but when you work in, a, in in commercial art, which we all you know do at some point if you're doing this, in, in the United States at least, you have a part in in uh, in that exchange with the audience, and they've you know they're they're your boss,
0: really. Yeah. Well, I definitely mm-hmm. have gotten that vibe from both the office and parks. Like if if I'm ever listening to like an interview or a commentary or anything about that, like, in fact, um, I know I'm mentioning office ladies a lot. I promise they're not paying me. I'm just so upset. <laughs> <But>, um, they <laughs> talked about, uh, I think it was Mike sure actually who they just um had an interview with. And they were talking about when Pam and Jim's proposal was happening, like at the gas station and somebody, uh-huh. they were deciding whether or not to have audio for that. Like, can you hear mm. them saying like, will you marry me? And yes. And all that stuff. And mm. um, I think it was, it was either Mike or Greg Daniels. I can't, I think it might've been Greg Daniels that made the final call of like, we were going to do it, no audio, but like these fans have waited for so long to yeah. see this, uh, interaction and this exchange in this like brilliant moment in time. So like, we have to give that to them. And it's like, that's like, we great. wouldn't be here if it wasn't for their love of this couple. So like, we have to give them that as a gift, you know, that's
3: really, that's really great. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it it's, um, it's like you said, it's a world that people want to go live in and it helps them. It helps people a lot. Yeah, You've obviously seen that in the last couple of years, especially there's a sense that, you know, when things are pretty dire, like let's go to Pawnee for the night. And people, I mean, I I really do think that's part of the reason why the the show endures is that it's such a great place to, to, to visit. And it's such a great place to just sort of get away from whatever you're going through in your life.
0: I love that, I love that, and you yeah a you party. do therapy on this show though, right. Yeah Oh yeah Oh my god yeah. Well you know what Every time I feel like We talk to a guest We somehow way, Some way shape or form Get into some type of Like deep conversation Like what um, with John Balma um, Who played Barney I know uh-huh. The accountant I never would have thought That we would like Get into a bit of a deep moment But then he was talking about How he like shifted his career And all these things He was like Oh gosh We're getting into the therapy part of it And I was like That's what we live
2: yeah. for baby oh, he,
3: he's, <laughs> he's awesome He's so hilarious I mean, He's so talented Oh my god But that's exactly what you want and it's like, why do we talk to each other? Connect. Let's go. Let's get deep.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and where? OK, where was the unity concert filmed? I meant to ask that, too.
3: Oh, OK. Uh, I don't. It was out in a huge public park. in oh, okay. I want to say I want to say Tarzana. But I'm probably wrong because
0: I know Sean was wrong. saying that the Harvest Festival was filmed on a college campus. Um, so I wasn't oh, wow. sure. <laughs> right. Like an outdoor yeah. part of that. So I didn't know if because it looked kind of similar.
3: It yeah, it had a. I mean, it's it was a. Sh- I remember that day. I remember like lying down in the field at one point, it's, like <laughs> done a break. And it's like very much like we're
2: at Coachella, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And then you also had a hand in um, Burt Macklin's episode, which I thought was so <laughs> yeah. fun. And I wanted to ask you like what that was like and how it was being on like an, a set within a set, if you will.
3: <laughs> well, that was, but it was hilarious. i all the puppies and all the kids. I yeah. think there were some kids kids of writers and kids of crew members were there. And so that was pretty oh, sweet.
0: That's so cool. um,
3: and Amy was directing that episode, which was really wonderful. Right. Uh, and watching her, I mean, I, uh, every time I came back, look, I was a big fan of the show. And so it was, like I said, surreal every time coming back uh, as a fan, sort of plugging into wherever they were at in the season, but also watching each of those actors, their careers were growing as it was going on. And, mm. you know, with, Pratt, especially every time I went back, there was something huge new development in his career. Uh, like he did Moneyball, he did Zero Dark 30. It's like, oh, I just did this movie where I play a you know, a SEAL guy. I'm like, wow, you look really ripped. Like, he's like, Yeah, yeah. And then it becomes this big thing. And with yeah. Amy, it, it was watching her become, you know, she she was always number one on the cash sheet, of course, but you know she became the boss of this show and and and, and a, took on more of a producer role mm-hmm. with other projects as well. So watching Amy under, I think she was uh, undergoing this transformation of like, she's now this mentor to all these young writers and all these young actors. And I mean, I can't speak for her, obviously, but mm-hmm. watching that is incredible. And so uh, I, she's such an amazing, hilarious person and a good person. So it was like a natural to me, a very natural next step for her. And I was very much like, Hey boss, you know, what yeah. do you need me to do? It's just super, super cool. So that was very fun day on set. I think I was just there for one or two days. And, um, and another kind of cool, interesting thing was that I think Pratt was in the middle of doing reshoots for guardians of the galaxy. Maybe, maybe I don't know which one, but so he had a fake beard on it. It was like a glued on beard for, for Andy.
2: I had no idea. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm pretty
3: sure that was at that point so um i could that was crack. kind of a new so he couldn't like smile too much in between takes or else he was gonna like crack and come off oh um God. but yeah so that was right. a pretty funny thing so
0: yeah
3: i did not but yeah no i loved playing puppy hating dan i think i tried to steal my t-shirt and they caught me <laughs> Oh
2: man! <laughs> oh, no. because
3: I, they had given me every other t-shirt they'd given me the one for leslie notes uh campaign and yeah. they I, i'm like but i always get the swag why oh well here's the oops i put it in my bag sorry uh i'm not sure maybe i did keep it i'm not really sure um i hope that you did yeah and the puppies were super super cute did but you know, it was did good you have to actually runs with that <laughs> yeah i mean it, like the, a bunch of the, um, i was like wh- how serious do you want me to go and amy's like be really like just go for it I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let's just be a super mean dickhead villain on a kid's show.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. hilarious. <laughs>
3: Big energy. Big energy. Don't hold back. Do that clown thing that you've been waiting to do for so long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I also really like... Um, this is probably one of my most favorite lines in like the whole series that you have. And it's sound- it's so stupid, but it's just so hilarious. I think it's actually... Is it during unit unit concert? Yeah, I think it is when um you you're coming up with your kid um because Andy at that point has had you know he's like a kids performer or whatever and you're talking minute, about yeah. um or no wait maybe it's not a unit unity concert it's, whatever I'll just tell you the line it's the <laughs> it's, it's the nacho <laughs> chef one and you're like why don't you oh. melt the cheese why don't you melt the cheese well, this is when, they the
3: kick, when um, he gets
0: kicked out of his own band right. and they're called Rat Mouse or whatever and, and we then be, that's and the we, lead singer yeah. Beatles moment I don't know why I thought it was right. a Unity concert
3: um, yeah and we do Rat Mouse yeah. Yeah. and then he sings um the, the like the betrayal swan song that he sings.
0: <laughs> <sang. The swan laughs>
1: <song>. Good
3: lord, <laughs> that was impossible to keep a straight face. Like impossible, because yeah, he swan. was like moaning, and he was like moaning and like having eye contact with me. He's like, eh, eh, like just looking right into my eyes. <laughs> it's so hard.
0: Um, oh my god! And a- so al-
3: actually, Alan Yang directed that episode, so really? that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you still and keep so, in touch with awesome. those guys? Yeah, every now and then, we, like, you'll get an email or something like that. And there was this great reunion uh, uh, not too long ago for the 10th anniversary oh, yeah. of the start. Was it was so fun. from the
0: virtual episode, though, right?
3: That was. It, it, okay. They did a thing at the Paley Center, and then we had an in-person right. party. But, I mean, again, like, watching Alan's gone on to do um, Master of None and all the stuff. he's. I mean, it's incredible. And, and it's funny because he's in the scenes with you directing it. And you're like, he's like, cut. How was that? That was fine. That's great. Let's go you know. Does pretty he play funny. bass for real? He does, yeah, for real. He okay. plays he's great. So we all really play. That's part of the reason that we were called into service to be in Mouse Ride, I think, is we actually played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chris and Chris was pretty diligent about practicing and he, he got great. He became a really good guitarist.
2: Yeah. At he's first cool. he would
3: he would have to glance back and see what the chord was. He'd <laughs> look <Yeah>. at my <laughs> but he got really good at it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like his voice a lot actually. Oh. Like when he's actually singing, I, I would listen to him for sure.
3: Oh yeah! I mean, he's no joke. It, it, I I really think we should have played out live, like on Fallon or something like that. He you know, he has a he has a Marcus Mumford thing going on. I think.
1: Yeah, I he's agree with the, that. Oh yeah, I can yeah. see that. That ferrit, yeah.
3: like baritone, <sighs> yes, powerhouse. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm like okay. Well, now that you're saying that you want to play out live, I, my my wheels are <laughs> turning. I'm I'm like maybe we'll come up with some sort of benefit concert, like almost oh, kind of like the Unity Concert, and I'll invite a bunch of Nashville artists as well.
3: Oh, I'm and the Duke I'd Silver can him. come
0: and join us.
3: Oh my <laughs> god, he, he can yes. really play too. That was like so much fun. That so hilarious.
0: Oh my when, god,
3: and Offerman. Oh my god, I love Nick Offerman.
0: Everyone does. I can't wait to when yeah. they meet him. It's happening. We're manifesting it.
3: <laughs> did you see? De- did you see Devs? Did you see his show Devs? No. He did this hardcore science fiction show uh, by what? the writer and director of Ex Machina. Okay. Um, ca- mm. ca- called Devs, and it was really good. And he, I mean, he was he gave this unbelievably beautiful dramatic performance. He's just like a fantastic actor. <gasps> uh, I, would, I would Check it out D-E-V-S Yeah It, okay. I, it went under the radar But it was, so, it. It was so good And so it, it was like this very cool Moody science fiction thing If you're into that
0: Yeah Okay I'll definitely check it out And I'll post it in your yeah. notes As per usual Yeah um, yeah. Do you have any, like, favorite memories or experiences that, like, stick out in your head? Uh, obviously, the Unity concert was one. But was there any, like, interactions or favorite scenes or anything like that? That Anything random that you're thinking of right now?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the story that I mentioned when you first reached out to me is we were shooting the Valentine's Day episode. Oh, yeah. And we were all, like, uh, over by craft services getting a snack. And I think Aubrey was talking about somebody that she was dating. And we we're talking about dating. And I had just actually started dating my wife, weirdly enough. Um, And for anyone who's looking for weird trivia, my wife is Meredith Bishop, who was who played uh, Annie Mack on the secret world of Alex Mack back yes. in the day on Nickelodeon.
0: I, when you uh, told me that, Oh my God, Andrew Burley. Um,
2: <laughs> 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 I told
0: my sister and like two other, of my friends, especially my sister. I looked was all caps. Oh my God. Oh,
2: cool. <laughs> it
0: was like, we definitely weren't Alex Mack's fans. It's
3: so funny. The funny thing is being out with Meredith at dinner. I mean, we've been together now for like over a decade, but every now and then someone in their thirties, a young lady will come up and, and be like, I'm sorry to bother you, but were you, you know, yeah, and it's totally. really, really, really sweet. Um, but anyway, so during the shooting of Valentine's day, uh, Aubrey Chris and I were just talking about dating and sort of the, Like the the awkward beginnings of things and how nerve wracking it is, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Chris and Chris gave me, uh, I think, the best dating advice I've ever received in my life, which was this. He very off, like just offhandedly goes, "Well, you know, you should just really be yourself because that's the easiest act to maintain."
0: Ooh, okay.
3: I was like, that is very zen dating advice. It's really true.
0: Yeah, Let you your free absolutely. flag fly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. From the very beginning, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
3: yeah. That's a, that's one little nugget. And uh, and what else? The the shooting and the the scene where I come up in the uh, the unity concert episode. I bring my is my nephew. He said, "I you know my nephew is a Johnny Karate fan." Mm-hmm. They named my nephew in the episode Jack. Uh, I have a nephew named Jack and Mike named him after my nephew, which was really sweet. Again, one of those little things you're like, this is just so sweet. All the little details that make everybody feel like they're very welcome. And, um, and there's another really cool, really crazy coincidence is that, um, you know, I think you should have more crew members on because they, they really, the people that are there every single day and they know the whole ins and outs, they watch Mm -hmm. everything and they know everything. Um, especially, um, the people we call second team, who are Mm -hmm. the the stand-ins who come in for the actors. Okay. uh, You know the the process of shooting TV when Mm -hmm. you do a scene. um, You come in, you rehearse the scene. So, yeah, you rehearse the scene and you walk around and you do your blocking and you figure out where you're going to stand. And then the first team, the actors who are in the scene, go off and uh, hang out wherever they're going to hang out, in their trailer or whatever. And the second team comes in and there are actors also, usually actors who look uh, who are vaguely the same size as that actor. And they have to stand there while the, um, the incredible technicians and crew members figure out all the lighting. So that can be a pretty tedious process of standing mm-hmm. there all, you know. But you get cl- kind of close with your second team person because you're yeah. there together all the time. And I became really friendly with, um, with uh, a guy named Brad and a woman named Donna who are married to each other. And we were, like, just having a really good time on set. And we were, like, Brad and Donna, they're so much fun. She's from Brooklyn. My mom's from Brooklyn. We're, like, just laughing all day. They've been married to each other for years. They've done Broadway. They were dancers. They were incredibly talented actors themselves and performers. And then, like, a couple of months later, I am, again, I'm just new. I, Meredith and I just started dating. And we go to this kid's birthday party. This is exactly, I think, 12 years ago because that kid just turned 13. Wow. Um, and we're at, we're at this birthday party and brad and donna are there from parks and recreation and they're like "Burley, what are you what are doing here? here i'm like well, <laughs> uh, what are you guys doing here and it turns out that brad and meredith uh had done a play together ah. and we're like very close friends from this awesome play that they did and meredith had won this lo- this theater award here in la for it and so they had they had this incredibly great experience and so brad and donna are two are. our best family friends still and they were the second team people for parks and rec through the whole thing
0: that's amazing did you know did meredith know that brad was your um second team like when you were on the show
3: no she didn't i mean i I don't think i ever i never mentioned it It. this is like one of those yeah crazy small town i mean la is really surprisingly a small town when you start when you get a little bit of work you get some things going yeah. OK,
0: well, OK, well, Um. I would love to talk to them, number one. And number two, yes. I wonder if they're on <laughs> Um. Is the second team on IMDb, because I feel like I'm that's how I got most of the like crew people. And by most, I just mean like everyone that I've messaged. And thank God, Shauna messaged right. me back. Um, that's so cool. So,
3: uh, you know, it's a great question. If they're not, they, sh- they really should be. Th- yeah, because that's what I was they, thinking they work really, really hard and they're there the longest hours of I think of any crew member besides the grips and the electrics. And like I did a kid show for Amazon for four years. And, and I had the best second team friend, my, my buddy, Jimmy, Jimmy bad. He's this big, great guy. He's a great guy. And, um, we, we were still in touch with each other and he has stood in for Brian Cranston and all these really great mm-hmm. actors. So he's gotten to witness some really cool things and, there are people that work with their second team person from project to project to project. Um, sure. and it's awesome. So, you know, you've done theater as a, as a kid in high school or college, or you do some, you know, student film or whatever, and then you never have second team. So when you get, when you have a second team, it feels like such a luxury and such an incredible yeah. thing. It's, it's like a pal that's watching out for you and, um, and, and, sort of, and you're, you just have a, have a buddy on set. So, um, yeah, they would. They they should be on IMDb, okay. and I feel like well, they're. I'll
0: look them they up. They know everything.
3: And well, then if I'll, they're not, if they feel comfortable, comfortable.
0: I, I was gonna say if they're not like if they're not on IMDb, and if they are comfortable, then I might ask you to reach out.
3: <laughs> uh, for sure, I think, you, I think they're they're so much more entertaining than I am. First of all, and yeah! secondly, no. no, I'm very boring compared uh, to no, them. No, this is
0: perfect.
1: Oh,
3: we good. love it. They, uh, and Brad. I don't think they're they're not doing second teamwork anymore. Brad has has had this great new renaissance um as a as a on-camera actor he's he's getting some work now doing different projects and so he's had some really cool stuff happen for him but it is such a journeyman oh go ahead sorry no no it's just such a journeyman job i mean the, Mm. the things that they they've gone on to other great shows after parks too so yeah
0: oh that's so cool yeah i would love to know how that all kind of works i had a friend that was a stand-in um and but i didn't really i I don't think i knew enough or knew like to ask kind of what the story was or like what their days are like and everything so i love that i mean i said to shauna when we were interviewing her i mean as much as i i love all the actors and it like makes my heart flutter every time i meet like anyone um but it's just (laughs) like insane to me to meet a crew member especially a camera operator of all people of all crew because we literally would not be watching on our tvs or our laptops or whatever the hell we're watching it on without them and i was just like that's true i'm so intimidated but i'm like obviously i you know everyone on parks has been so lovely and wonderful and welcoming and genuine so it's made it that's very
3: cool well when you when you get Things going and are you working? Are you aiming to work in television and film as an actor?
0: And yeah, all that? that's the goal. I mean, right now it, it's kind of similar to you, right now, where I was doing like for a couple years, I was doing the music thing and then acting kind of was like doing some some cool stuff as well, like commercial work and things that are shooting here. Um and some really great amazing auditions where I've been in front of like really amazing casting directors. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely the goal. And similar to you where I would love to combine the music and the acting and in, in yeah. into one thing.
3: Be great. And also I love because podcasting.
0: It's one of my most favorite things ever.
3: <laughs> it's great. You're great at it. I mean like this is such an instantaneous thing. That's so much fun because a lot of the process in television and film can feel like pretty slow compared to this. But when you get, when you get on set and you get some momentum going and some days in a row on a, on a thing, you start to see the rhythm of the way that people work. And you start to see that you have your role mm-hmm. and you feel more like a crew member mm-hmm. at times. And you understand that everything is so essential. Everybody is so part of the, of the deal of making this happen. Like you said, we wouldn't see anything without a camera hop, obviously, mm-hmm. Um the actor is sort of like a field goal kicker where it's like, you've got to do this high pressure thing and get it done relatively quickly so that we can all go home and everybody, you know, (laughs) and, and we can all be on, you know, and under budget and whatever and what have you. Yeah. And so you start to do it for the crew. Like you start to perform for the crew. You start to understand where you fit in and how you can help this thing move along. Yeah. And so, you know, second team can actually see actors, at their worst as well because you see the actors that don't get that and Mm then some of the actors that are more like all about themselves or all about they don't give a shit about what's going on and those are the people no one wants to really work with Yeah, and so you know
2: yeah. we
0: always say that um you know crew and cast are kind of similar to like everybody should be a waiter or a server or something so that yeah. like you as the customer can understand what everyone's going through and like it's not just your food that we're serving <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah
0: so i totally feel that well were there any like i mean i always i always stray away from saying the word favorite because i don't want anyone to feel like left out or whatever but do you have <laughs> any um like top uh thoughts about any of the cast that you worked with or directors because i know that you worked with a bunch of different directors um because you know they switched on and off with tv but just curious as to to like well i know mike gave you some direction as well but i was just curious if any of the other directors like just let you go or did you get to improv did any directors tell you like what to do
3: no you know honestly um on parks there was surprisingly little improv um, you think I, I think Mike's talked a bit about this uh, at some events where the the writing staff was so strong and mm-hmm. like and pretty brilliant that they had things ready to go and they had alternate lines ready to go and at the end of every scene they would the the director would allow for a fun run. Yeah. Where it's like mm-hmm. let's just do the scene as written and then the actors can kind of go for it. And but they never they hardly ever used any of that stuff. I mean, maybe I think they only ever used maybe two improvised lines in the entire show and one of them was chris pratt's very famous oh my gosh um i have my internet connectivity (laughs) <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, exactly. That,
0: like, That's so famous. Yeah, and I think uh, it's also. Um, I will say the fun runs are typically more the um, like the council members. We were talking about that in our last. Oh one, yeah. Because a couple of, or not council members, sorry, council uh, people like townspeople. Uh, oh yeah, because like. Because uh, a lot of times they would yeah. have fun runs when they're at the mic, and they'd be like, just like do some shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Some of <laughs> that would be up. left in every now and again, which was nice.
3: Yeah, like uh, what's his name? The the uh, the very famous nerdy one about all the Star Wars stuff. Uh, oh Oh my
2: god Uh, that was a whole other level
3: yeah but the directors were great i got to work adam scott directed an episode that i was in which is really great um he was very cool i mean directing for tv is very much about herding people along and you have to be really quick it has Mm -hmm. to be really efficient you have to make your day as they say Mm -hmm. and so it's not a place where there's a ton of exploration of uh, um of like the rhythm of a scene or something. You just don't have time for that. Yeah. And so it has to be pretty efficient. And so it's a more encouraging sort of like, and, and more of, um sort of, there's like no fat on it. Like we, we got to okay. get right to it. If we rehearse for too long and then we're going to fall behind in the schedule okay. and we don't really have time for that. And so they kept bringing back mostly by the time, they, by the time I think all of said and done, they had fewer and fewer new directors come in because everybody knew the rhythm gotcha. of the, the cast is in their rhythm, everybody's in their rhythm. And so you just sort of let that go. Um, but as for cast members, I mean, everyone was just so warm and welcoming every time I came back and, you know, uh, Retta and, and Aubrey. And I, I don't even know if I ever got to do much with anybody like that. But I mean, the Nick Offerman, too, just like talking and seeing each other and shooting the shit. It, it's just a very friendly, really, really warm group of people. That's awesome. And at that that reunion, too, is so, you know, like, I bumped into Aziz, I think, out at coffee, giving me a big hug. I bumped into Aubrey at a restaurant, get a big hug. Like, it's just super sweet, you know. And um, uh, John Ralphio, he's, <laughs> yeah. always, he's, he's such a lovely dude, too. So, you know... Um,
0: we're trying All so hard to get him. It's insane. He's so up there yeah. now, man. I mean, I can't... Oh, yeah. Especially with Women of the Year. Oh, my God. Um, a little bit of a previous sneak peek <laughs> moment um, because I... To the audience, really. But um, I was looking at the deleted scenes and there are so many deleted scenes as to... And by deleted scenes, I just mean like they let... They let him improv the fuck out oh, of
2: that Absolutely. because he's <laughs>
0: such a brilliant person but and brilliant improviser. But like he did... Um, so many different ways of um the flush with cash thing the flush with cash they, yeah. he did so many different variations of that and i was like oh my god my mind is blown right now because i'm so glad they selected the one they did but he tried so many different ways to do that so i was like oh my god i just like. and he has a new show out i just we're so obsessed with him It's
3: fine. he's the voice of uh, sonic the hedgehog too, yeah dude you know? Mm-hmm. no he's great i mean that, that's the thing parks and the office did the same thing where it's like let's hire a bunch of people we don't really know what the character even is yet and then we're yeah. going to write it around that actor and let them go i think that mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk uh, over the years about how insane the process of casting a comedy pilot really has been So like the writers are brilliant people most most of them but then you know they have such a, a a strict idea of what the character has to be but the reality is when you get a funny person then probably should just tailor it to that person and make that happen. And it almost seems like Mike tailored the show to Amy and Rashida to mm-hmm. some degree, and then let everybody else sort of grow around it. Mm-hmm. And and we'll, we'll, now we have the rest of the characters. I, I think they hired Jim O'Hare and Retta and in the first season without even knowing what the characters were going to be. Mm-hmm. And that, like, we'll figure this out now. And and I think that's a more organic and ultimately way funnier and, I'll, and you you get like the best out of your performers by letting them really go really really go for it i mean a lot of the commercials i've done over the years um again it's like a breakneck shooting pace very very quick day you've got to get it done very very fast and a lot of the time for me when the director goes okay we've got, we've got time for one more andrew just do whatever you want on this take and then that's the one they use, you know, like, because you feel like these chains are kind of popping off of you. You're like, oh, now I can do my thing. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, that is a really, um, that's a moment where the, the actor feels like empowered to be more of a collaborator.
0: Yeah. Did Mark Rivers ever give you any sort of like direction on how the song should sound or were you, were you guys just like playing and then he was ah. like, do what you need to do? Like, were there charts? Like, like, how'd you learn the? No. Okay.
3: No, it was all by ear. <laughs> okay, I, I, we're it. good, like G, C, D, C, G, you know? <laughs> how
0: did he, like, learn? I guess it's a question for Mark, but I have a band member here, so I'm not going to, like, throw away my shot, as Hamilton says. But, um, <laughs> but, like, so, I mean, how did Chris Pratt, like, learn the song? Did Mark send him, like, a voice memo situation, or how'd that work?
3: I think so. I think that Rivers made um, little demos at home. He could play all the instruments and he sang it all. And then he'd send him that with, I think, just like a guitar tab. Oh, okay. so like a t- uh, you know, and that's a pretty pretty basic thing. And then I think Pratt, Pratt would go in and do a scratch vocal
2: mm. and
3: he'd rewrite some of the lyrics and do some of the comedy pass on that. So um, I'm pretty sure Pratt co-wrote a lot of the lyrics of the thing of the yeah. songs. Um, and then and then Mike would, I'm sure weigh in or whoever various mm. writers would come in. Um, but yeah, no, we never and then we just <laughs> we'd just get in there, they'd play it. They'd send us an mp three got it and then we'd learn it at home and then you'd go in and play it gotcha. and luckily there were it wasn't too complicated nothing that you had to go to berkeley school <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's so
0: cool though i love that yeah i was always curious about like how he was like making up little riffs and um to your point i was um listening to another commentary ca- oh i think it was the one where he's in in the first season where he's in his cast in the tub listening to his own song uh or not the tub <laughs> but the baby pool yeah. yeah yeah and uh they and i think on that song he's playing the and song and he mm. wrote that one because i think mike Sch- oh, yeah. was just like Go write that. Just
2: go, yeah. la da 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 da
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And then I didn't realize the first time that he sang um, the the one that you actually sing the lead uh, on with him, the, I know you've been on. <laughs> is it uh, Menace Bomb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's, yeah. Not, that's not a Dave Matthews Band song, is it? It's not. No, it's
3: a real song. It's our song. It's, it's a, a, a mouth rat song. That's song. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I. Uh,
0: it I like totally it. thought I heard a comment. Or I heard a commentary um, that was like, again, I get all my information from them. But the commentary was like, I love how he's singing his own song. And I was like, that's not a Dave Matthews Band song.
3: <laughs> <I> <laughs> we told know.
0: you. <laughs> you totally did. Especially the way he's like, Trion John.
3: <laughs> I think that was like my last line on Parks and Rec is the they made a special three minute like mouse rat retrospective.
2: Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's
3: somewhere on YouTube, and there's like candles and like a crimson background, and we're standing there, you know, reminiscing about Mouse Rat. And my my line is like, nobody was doing what we were doing. Well, oh yeah, Dave Matthews was doing what we were doing, yeah. (laughs) And it's, well, I know you from the Bear (laughs) Town. It's a very yeah.
0: Oh my that god, thing. that's right! I totally forgot oh. about that. How could I forget? Oh my gosh! Yes,
1: that's <laughs> like your own little documentary.
3: It's if crazy. you, I mean, the thing about shooting those days is that the songs would just get stuck in your head, like ruthlessly stuck in your head for days afterward. You'd be singing "Menace Ball," and you kind of had a sense, like, I think people are going to love this if we're all singing it and we don't hate it, like we right. love it,
0: right? Um, well, and he Rivers was so good about making, like, at least, I mean. Every lyric I heard was wonderful, Um, but especially the choruses of, like, where he catches you, especially, like, Lil' Sebastian. Like, you just need that one line (laughs) by by Lil' Sebastian, and you're like, I'm sick for the whole day. We
3: we knew we had – I mean, I think we all knew. We're all – everyone's there, like, waving their fake candles. We're like, this is actually great.
2: It's so It's like a really,
3: really great song, and it really really (laughs) – I think the fans, in terms of, like, The sentimentality Of Parks and Rec And and that kind of That's the song That tugs at your heart The most
0: Yeah And I'm really curious Because another thing They mentioned was that uh, Or that is said In the show um, Andy says this That two songs Or two lines That he always puts Is uh, One of them is Spread your wings and fly (laughs) And now that I'm Like listening to it He did Yeah
3: Spread your wings and fly It's like hallelujah It's like a hallelujah At the end of every song
0: <laughs> Spiritual oh, it's so, oh, so brilliant good. I can't even yeah. handle it That's so awesome Well and now are you So you said that you're songwriting uh, Or you're kind of like Fiddling around with some things Like what yeah. kind of music Were you um, into Or slash like playing
3: well, we were always—I was always a huge Beatles fan, and the, I was in a band um, with guys that I grew up with. We played together from when I was 13 years old to when I was 25 years old, and then I got hired at Blue Man and quit my band. That's but what we were very Beatles. We were called Motherboard.
2: Ooh. Okay. And uh,
3: here's a weird piece of trivia that we—we we were looking for a new name, and Mike Shore and Neil Brennan, the comedian Neil Brennan, yeah, were writing a feature film together every day in our living room.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: And so uh Neil Brennan named our band. He said, You should call yourselves motherboard. We're like, yeah, done. So okay, we called great. ourselves a motherboard. Interesting. I we, uh, he said that? I don't know. It was like, you know, nineteen ninety nine and it, or ninety eight and it's like, you know, computery. Yeah, and we weren't really computer. Well <laughs> we didn't sound but we weren't an electronic band at all. So I have no idea why we called ourselves motherboard. But yeah. um we were playing all this. Uh, we were playing all the places on the Lower East Side and in, in the Village and stuff. It was a really, really fun scene in New York at the time for like rock and roll. And we were like rock and roll. We were, we were, okay. we loved, um, we loved you too. We loved the Beatles, mm-hmm. but we also loved like Oasis, It was beatly, and yeah. um, Weezer, like that kind of stuff. The Fountains of Wayne, those kind of bands. Um, actually, I got to, I got to work with. Uh, some of the members of fountains of wayne cool i was on a show called the wedding band on tbs where i got to play a guitarist also <laughs> and i had to learn some songs with uh harold perrineau and uh, and who else is in that band it, uh, um anyway it's a great show it only lasted one season but it was funny i'm like i quit music and here i am playing guitarists on, on shows all the time
2: <laughs> isn't that wild uh, <laughs>
0: The universe, yeah. man. Some tricky, yeah. tricky business.
3: <laughs> well, so what we're talking about? We're talking about. Oh, so, music now. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of getting back into music, but it's always still acting for me. I mean, I sure. just um, my. We're actually in a commercial together right now that's running. Um, my wife and I are in a Geico commercial right yeah, now with the angry I was Ber- ask with you the about angry birds. That.
0: Yes, yeah, the Angry Birds commercial. you guys you have to go google it if you haven't seen it already it's so wild because when you told me that i was like i've seen that commercial though and then i didn't recognize you i don't know what it was wrong with me i guess i just well, wasn't looking. my hair
3: is really short i'm clean shaven i look i know look different yeah. it's all my character acting is all in the hair
0: it's so uh, funny how did you guys <laughs> get to be in the same commercial together because you and your wife are in this one together
3: Yeah. We've actually done at this point, probably five or six spots together over the years. Mm. Um, we just, we used to audition together all the time. Uh, we, we booked most of them though, before we were married and then we got married and I guess we lost all the juice. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No. No, but then we, but we, well, all the auditions in the last two years have been remote have been through zoom, uh, or self taping and sending them in. So, uh, we were, we just did it in our living room. We, we did a zoom audition for the, for this great director. And, uh, it, it, it helps because a lot of the other couples were going in, we're not in the same room. And so mm-hmm. I think the, the rhythm of that is way off. And so the fact that we were together, the the rhythm of it worked a yeah. lot.
0: Was it one of those and, things where um, the breakdowns were like, if you have a wife, then like bring her <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Or? Yeah,
3: every, I mean, everything's been that way for the last two years. It's been like, if you have a kid or a grandmother, everything is, I mean, can we all yeah. get you together? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. so that's been, <laughs> um, but they, yeah, so we, we sort of lucked out. We were actually going to play the, another we they were we were booked to play another couple for the um or the backup couple that now they book people just in case someone else gets covid mm. then you step in and we were booked as the backup couple for the one with um animal for uh, the the muppet that's in one of the geico spots
2: oh i don't
0: think but i've seen that we, one yet
3: and that was really funny and then they told us actually we're sliding you into this other spot so
2: cool it, it worked out it's great yeah
0: yeah, totally. I told my mom, because my mom still has cable, um, and I mean, Peacock, I have the commercial one, and Hulu, and all that stuff. I always, like, mm-hmm. pay for the one with commercials, because I actually like commercials, and I'm also, kind of, like, <laughs> this is stupid, but not stupid, but, like, I also somehow feel a little bit, like, in service, because I'm giving commercial actors, like, work kind of. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so exactly. But,
0: anyways. No, I told my mom that, because she watches it, and she'll tell me about commercials. It's so funny. She tells me about TV shows, but she's like, oh, my gosh, I just love this one commercial about this, this, and this. And Angry Birds was one of them, and I was Yay, like, good!" I know that
3: guy. <laughs> it's funny whenever, whenever I get a spot that is really, really, really visible, I'll always get some random text message from a friend from high school or something. It's pretty oh funny. God.
0: They come out of the woodwork, yeah. don't they?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been doing this now. I've been work. I've been doing commercials now for sixteen years. You know, uh, and that's been my kind of. my day job so in between in between tv work and a little bit of film work and theater work just doing commercials for as a gig basically absolutely and i never expected it to be to be you know this have this longevity but it's it's been great it's changed a lot i mean it's changed a lot with the advent of uh the cord cutters like you and me Mm -hmm. but uh It's okay. But you know, so the ind- the industry keeps changing, and you just kind of keep you just keep rolling with it. But so, yeah, since Meredith and I, she she got into this game a lot longer. She's been a lot uh, acting a lot longer than I have. It's changed so much. I mean, there's so much content now. But mm-hmm. the uh,
0: Yeah, this one yeah. commercial that I just did that had a breakdown the that said like you know how they say the usage like you know what yeah. it's going to be used and everything. This one said just media, and I was like <laughs> just everywhere you think, yeah instagram you think, yeah. facebook what they mean yeah. by that i think is like social media like a yeah. lot of them are instagram ads and shit like that but i'm always like media's
3: local newspapers <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> media it's so oh, vague it's so i know it, it, it they're just trying to yeah it, it's um it's a little tough it's it, in terms of making a buck it, it's it's getting harder there, there are a lot of opportunities but they're not opportunities mm-hmm. that that really can support a family
2: right, but, uh, right.
3: yeah is it fun to you ask just got to string your it life? together oh it's a blast we have a really great really time like it's it? a i really love it we've, we've um we've made some short films over the years together we made a we made a web series um cool. a while back that was really fun it's called grip and electric it's on okay. youtube and it's with our buddy uh henry thomas who was uh he works a lot now he's in the haunting of hill house he was elliot in et Mm, um, he, you know, he and I actually came together for a while. Um, he's in it. It's the first comedy thing I think that he's done, which is great. Uh, we had Janet Barney in it. She's a really great voiceover actress and mm. improviser and Lynn Shay was in it too. She's, uh, from, um, a lot of horror films. Okay. So yeah, it was a really fun, we, we made that, we actually produced that. I co-wrote it and we did it, um, about the time that I was doing Parks and Rec, we, it was like very much in that vein of uh, it's all about like a film crew and very down on their luck film crew. I think the logline was uh, um, follow the adventures of the uh, the people that the shittiest film crew in LA that plug <laughs> carries things and plugs things in.
0: Cool, 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 cool. okay, cool. Um, I'd love to post that.
3: Yeah, yeah, we 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 did that, and um, but yeah, being on set, it's just it, 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 it again like it's just all about the vibe and getting a good it's like it's it's what you do for a living it's your work day and Mm -hmm. so you want to be at you want to be at work with people that you like yeah absolutely yeah and and, i I mean same
0: thing when you're on stage or doing improv or something like this it's nice to you know know each other's tells or how you can like screw with each other on stage or whatever i mean (laughs) obviously we're not doing that commercials because whatever but you know unless they
3: want you to unless 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 they're ask you to play around. I and mean, then, and then again, like you feel like those chains break off. You're like, okay, here we go. Let's get something fun going.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. Well, one of our questions that we also ask our guests is, um, if you were to relate to anyone on parks and rec, not Burley, but if yeah. you <laughs> could relate slash resonate slash see yourself in any of the characters on the show, who, would? Be? <laughs> and it could be top too. Oh if you my can't
3: God. Decide. Um, well for me these days i feel a lot like ron Mm -hmm. (laughs) losing my faith and everything no no No, but but it's uh i love him i love ron um i really do because he's on
0: that guy my god
3: is to me it's like the beautiful loyalty of that character and the the understated Mm -hmm. i just love his understated emotion and He's got to keep it got to keep it together but every now and then he gets totally hammered and loses his mind <laughs>
2: Yeah, <totally. laughs>
3: um yeah I, lo- I mean i love him um oh my god i'm trying to dig deep to see love. if there's any like he loves love i'm trying to think of any weird oh god no i think it, it'd have to be ron okay um god who else and you know what <laughs> i love i love retta I love her so much. Yeah. Love, one of my, one of my favorite lines ever is like what they're, they're on a camping trip and it's like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite kind of cake? He's like birthday cake. Oh birthday yeah. Cake. That's like saying, that's like saying your favorite kind of cereal is breakfast cereal. And, yes. and Donna yes. and Reda goes, Oh, I love breakfast cereal.
0: <laughs> yes. That's the hunting trip episode. I remember that. Oh, was
3: so great uh, to me. She, she was so cool. So smooth. I love, I love her.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't, uh, or I watched, I haven't watched all of it, but I really like her in um, Good Girls, the one that she's in yeah. Um, now. Yeah, she is, and it's, it's such a different character, I feel, for her. Um, oh, and she's she, amazing, and,
3: and she was really one amazing. of the most, yeah, I mean, it. She just got a, I think, um, a deal with NBC, which is really thrilling to read about too. Like oh. they want to keep develop, yeah, they want to keep developing projects with her. Awesome. So again, with, the, with this yeah. whole, it's so cool to see the success of the cast. It, 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 everyone's doing so great. It's pretty amazing to see.
0: It really is. And they've all have their own different paths and separate paths. It's like, it's incredible. So that's yeah. so awesome. Well, we just appreciate you so much. This was so, was fun. so fun. I feel like I could talk to you for 800,000 hours, but I oh. will leave you be, um, you, uh, it's just wonderful. The feeling's to mutual. To they, I feel like
3: next time we'll, we'll do more therapy.
0: <laughs> yes, honestly, yes. I may or may not, as a heads up, um, as we get into more episodes that have mouse rat uh, or rat yeah. mouse, depending. I may ask <laughs> questions um, <laughs> that we are just dying absolutely to know. <laughs> feel um,
3: free. You know where to find me, and I'll I'll get in touch with Brad and Donna because I think that would be a great get. Honestly, me too. That, that if they're down for Thank it, they're so much. so much fun and they're so interesting, and their their stories are probably way again way more entertaining than mine.
0: no stop it we loved it it was perfect maddie did you have anything else to say though before i um let him go
1: i honestly i just had this one question as a band member myself like lurking in the back of my mind because the only episode where you guys really play a lot of stuff that isn't mouse rat is the valentine's day episode and you kind of change things so they're not their actual jazzy feel right so i didn't know if that was you guys collaborated on that or if someone just showed up and was like, this is how we're doing it. Well, um, yeah. you kind of had to change the
3: style. We did. And that's a great question. Um, we were a little bit like wide eyed with terror that we had to do that. he he's like, we, what? Okay. And, yes. but Mark, uh, Mark Rivers with these great demos that were basically like, I think this is how they would play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the guys that basically always gravitate toward a G chord would probably, have, they would avoid bar chords as much as possible. They would, you know, and they would mm-hmm. get, even, but there are some of like, yes bar chords, but, uh, he was like, I think they would sort of go with this beat that is as sort of uncomplicated as possible. And it'd be like, well, I want to learn it for the old people. So he was doing it almost like a, like a character, like an actor study, like a character study, like how, like do this, but in the style of them, which again is like a great improv game, like do this, but in the style of the Beatles or do this in the style of Marvin Gaye or whatever um and it's so yeah that's a great question but i think she kind of roughed it out and we just sort of followed a lot like i put on distortion on my guitar mm-hmm. like that would be like a little hint of distortion would be what they would do they would just play it like nice and clean they yeah. would have a little bit of like a little bit of the pit in it you know
0: yeah a little bit of that yeah. grunge rock kind yeah. of. yeah yeah we really liked yeah, the I arrangements the- we were really like when we reviewed yeah. that episode we were like wow we would really listen to this i feel
1: yeah the way you look tonight was like i i loved that the way and and chris's voice on it was great and i really liked that arrangement
3: thank you I, that's all rivers that's all mark rivers and I, I gotta say i think that that track is getting a lot of play on spotify weirdly if you look at the like the number maybe i'm totally maybe i dreamt that but it's like wow people are <laughs> if you look at it it's like the number two version of that song or something like that you're like what <gasps> dude wow, if you do a fact awesome. check you can check that out you're like you're wrong no, sorry delusions it. of grandeur
0: Honestly, I'm not I gonna fact check it. I'm gonna believe it because <laughs> I would believe that. Yeah, I need to. um I know. I would. I was gonna say I want to like buy the record so that I can support you guys, but then I was like, oh wait, they're not getting anything. But I can still get it. Who cares? Uh,
3: that's fine. The people at Dual Tone are really cool people. I did a, a Reddit thing for them. I did a question and answer for them and. They reached out to me, they were super cool. That's and awesome. They were yeah, they were very grateful for it. And honestly, like anything that keeps the show and the love of the show going is really good for for everybody involved.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Well, thank you well, again. Well, thank you so guys much. both.
3: Really nice to meet you really both. Appreciate. You Absolutely. too. Tell
0: Meredith hi and that we really appreciate all of her <laughs> amazing <will>. work.
3: <laughs> cool. Cool. I'll let her know for sure.
0: <laughs> thank you guys you stay
3: so warm.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Thank you. You thank too. too. Have a great night. <laughs> Bye.
1: You Bye. too. Bye. 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 Yay. Oh, my God. I
0: really feel like I, I could talk it. to him for 100 hours.
1: Oh, no. I feel like we, I think we just uh, hit it off on a lot of different points. The fact that we all went to school in boston and we all love music and then you've got the acting part to it Mm -hmm. too and then i didn't mention but like he spent six years in chicago which i'm also partially right right right
0: right. i knew there was too too much and he's so chill yeah i really he really gave me um a mel cowan kind of vibe red face man for those of you who don't remember his real name But yeah, I really felt like I was um, having just a conversation with a friend, which was nice. And I really appreciated that he was like shouting out all the cast and like the second team and all that stuff. So that was super cool. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also cool for us because, I mean, we've talked to a lot. I feel like we've interviewed quite a few people now, but um, we haven't had an angle like that, Mm -hmm. like someone who knew someone already Mm -hmm. through school and also someone who's like Kind of a background character, but like with the music, mm-hmm. you know, because we, I, I don't think we've talked to anybody about like what it would be like to be playing music on a TV show. And he kind of had
0: that, yeah, that
1: gist. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah,
0: I love that. And I love that they were all musicians. I love all the great nuggets that we got about them playing together and then being an actual band, which was like super cool. So, um, yeah, I'm just very grateful that we got to talk to him because I really felt like I was talking mm-hmm. to like a rock star fan.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, 100%. Well, he, I think he just solidified why, even more so, why Parks and Rec is so authentic and we can relate so hard with it is because you never feel like they're mm-hmm. playing you, right? Like everybody was playing their instruments. Mm-hmm. Everyone put the effort in like a real band mm-hmm. would to, you know, put these shows on. So it was like they were putting the effort in for us to feel connected and feel the authenticity of it yeah totally
0: and um, yeah I I felt like there was probably 800,000 more questions that I totally could have asked um, and I felt like I got as specific as I could with the episodes that he was in without like spending you know five hours of his time so um, if there are questions he is super responsive Um, obviously let's not be like pestering him but uh, I think that if there were specific questions he'd be happy to answer them so and yeah so cool that we got to talk about his wife I love that they're acting together and doing stuff together super fun yeah Bye. no it's
1: super cool awesome. yeah so we'll have to keep up um in mind any questions mm-hmm. especially if you guys are listening and you know you have a question that you're going to want answered mm-hmm. it sounded he like he was pretty cool mm-hmm. about um Okay, so next we got to get Mark Rivers
0: And then maybe Alan Yang Oh, that's another thing I didn't actually tell him Well, he probably knows, but I was going to say like Alan and Rob Lowe have their own um, Parks podcast So um, they need to come on ours Mm Or we can go on there I don't even care Uh, (laughs) But it was super nice (laughs) We need to just chill together Yeah what a dream To talk to a band member man Like that was just uh, Top tier Love it Super casual too Oh my god Anyways okay I'm gonna stop Ranting and fangirling Because it was wonderful
1: No I think it's worth mentioning Because I feel like We've had that With with almost every guest We've had Where we get into this rhythm Where they don't feel weird With us asking certain questions And we do get into A little bit of therapy moment Because we're able to just build that. They're so authentic already. It's not like. And it's
0: uh, something that. Like,
1: and you're asking me questions. Right.
0: Well, and a funny through line I feel with the therapy of like half the reason why we get into therapy is because of something stupid or traumatic that happened in the industry. <laughs> so it's only natural yeah. that we talk about it. <laughs> so true Uh, but anyways yeah it's wonderful well um, we hope you guys enjoyed this and we hope that um, you have a lovely week slash weekend or whatever whenever you're listening to this Um, we have our next episode coming up um, that we're going to finally get back to reviewing some shows Um, and then hopefully within that we'll hear some more from guests but um, I think we've been on a good roll and hopefully if you haven't listened to Shauna yet that you will do that soon because it was wonderful Um, But, yeah, that's kind of all the housekeeping notes I have. Was there anything that you have left to say, Maddie? Nope. Okay. Awesome. And you probably heard Phoebe, um, as you might be even hearing her now, because she is Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, But if you hear a cat, that's her. So... So much, <laughs> but anyways, okay, you guys. Hey. Well, thanks again. Thank you, Burley. We really appreciate it. Follow him on Instagram. I'll post everything that he talked about in the show notes. I'll even post that YouTube commercial for the Angry Birds because um, it's super funny uh, from that Geico commercial. So, anyways, and yeah, we'll talk to you soon. There's a park and some pals, and there's
2: also therapy too.